Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, iTunes, Stitcher, at Coronation, and Jerry Monkey. It's where you can go and find the audio for uh, these almost weekly shows we took last week off, but we're back because there's a lot going on. Later today is the Nebraska football spring game and uh i'm joined well let's we'll get to that in a minute my name is greg mahochko and joined as always by uh, my good friend fellow husker fan and longtime broadcast buddy mr brian told brian how are you feeling sir i'm 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 okay all right I'm okay. It, Everything will be okay. It, it's been a week, man. It has been a weird week in Nebraska athletics. There's so much excitement as there is every year uh, for the spring game, but that's not all the excitement that's going on. Uh, we have sports from all the seasons who are you know active right now, and uh, baseball is trying not to give away a, a, a weekend conference weekend series opener. Um, but that is what that is. We've had some Nebraska ball news this week, uh, and obviously the spring game, which I know we'll focus uh, some time on. But let's jump first to the Nebraska women's bowling team. They oh, are... for God's sake! What? Okay, all right. We, we got to talk about it, right? I mean, we have to. All right. They they uh, and I I'm not I don't say this to brag. Obviously, I want the the Husker women to to excel and succeed and bring home championship. And I don't I don't know unless unless there's a, a bad second day. I mean, they're solely on the consolation side now, correct? Or how how does that yeah. work in national tournament time? Yeah, how that works is they're starting this morning. They got to win three matches to make the TV show tonight. Basically, what it is is they got to bowl Maryland Eastern Shore, who has not really looked great in this tournament, and then. The winner of that match, should it be Nebraska or Maryland, is your shore, um, will have to beat Vanderbilt twice. Vanderbilt is um, undefeated in that side of the bracket. Um, if they beat Vanderbilt twice, they will go to the show of Vanderbilt wins either either uh, match, first match or second match. That brass side of the bracket's over, and they are in the show. Gotcha. So and then the, the real key, the kicker was. Um, you know, winning winning your first match is one thing, and that's cool and dandy. But if you can get the two and zero during this tournament, on it's been proven two two and zero on this first day of the tournament, you do really do a lot of damage on that. Um, because it makes life easier, gives you like uh, it gives you like, I don't want to say like gives you a freebie, but it gives you a chance to you know have a bad set or find a bad pair or something like that. So. And the really the bad thing is Nebraska just needed Nebraska needed to be second, third, sixth, or seventh. Avoid McKendry, which is probably as good as a team as Nebraska is, um, both mentally and physically. And McKendry, and they're from your neck of the woods, Lebanon, Illinois. I have walked on it's, their campus several times. Well, uh, that's that's a fun story, but we we won't get into it here. So carry on. Their coach is Shannon O'Keefe, who's a Division Two Coach of the Year. Her husband, Brian O'Keefe, who bowled for the University of Nebraska's club team, is the current coach of Junior Team USA. Huh. So they're pretty good. They're, I mean, they're tolerable. You know. Um, but uh, that all being said and done, you know, <clears throat> it, it's really kind of hard to <clears> – it, it's hard to get through – you know, my my statement always was there was like two or three years, there was like three, maybe four good teams, really good teams in this tournament. Um, Nebraska, McKendry, um, Arkansas State, you can say, but I'm not really sold on them. And then 
Stephen F. Austin and the national champs. Just because Stephen F. Austin's just the volume of good players that Stephen F. Austin had was fine. Well, they went to a barbecue today, which is really surprising. And, and granted, only one team's going to win. And, uh, you know, and I get that. Um, now, did I correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I hear you, uh, or not hear, but see you say something in, in our Slack chat room about how it's Division 1, 2, and 3 all at the. I mean, yeah. are, are all the teams vying for the same trophy? I mean, because I know at least like McKendry is not obviously a Division 1. Yeah. School. So so they're taking the best of, from every division and taking the one winner from there? College bowling's kind of really weird like that. Um there's two there take two versions of college bowling. There's basically NCAA level. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's what Nebraska used to be with men and women before they went to the NCAA level is class club level. Um you can participate in both. Eastern Shore does it, McKendry does it, Stephen F. Austin does it. It costs a lot of money. Uh, to do so, um, you have to be really um, – you're pretty much on the road every day for four months at a time. Nebraska technically could do it. Um, I kind of wish that Nebraska would do it. Um, that being said, uh, it's really kind of weird to do so because you just you – get, you get so out of track. Um on the academic yeah. side of it, or? yeah, I I uh, just going back. Let's see, fifteen years or so. I did have a buddy of mine uh, who you know I went to high school with, and he got I, I guess scholarship. I mean, he 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 went and bowled for at McKendry for uh, a year or a semester or something. Found it wasn't for him. Went to a community college around here, and and I mean now he's in the Air Force and he's stationed. Uh, he and his lovely wife and their two darling little girls are are uh stationed over in germany but he hates nebraska athletics because he was stationed at uh off it and you know it's all all husker all the time and he's like he's like i don't really hate it but man it's just so overwhelming he said i i grew to have a disdain for it so he gives me crap i give him crap for being in omaha and in nebraska never bring me back any husker gear so it's a good time um, and the weird thing is, you know, Nebraska was really good both men's and women's teams before NCAA play kicked on. But one of the rules with NCAA plays, if you're a you know your women's go NCA, then your men can't really practice in the same. Um, they can't you know, technically they can't even practice where the women practice East Union. Um, the ball contracts got to be different. The payroll contracts got to be different. Um, <clears throat> Nebraska's contracted with Storm Bowling Products for bowling balls and such, and Dexter for shoes, and Nebraska can't share that contract with them. Um, whereas if you're a club sport, um, great example, Midland, up in uh, northeastern Nebraska, mm-hmm. or Wichita State. Mm-hmm. is Wichita State's a great example. Um, you know, they, they share they share contracts uh, with Brunswick and with Dexter, I believe. So is that so, is that Title so, Nine affiliated or, or, or related or is that what I'm sorry Title Nine I mean, is, is that you know trying to keep keep the kind of. keep the balance of you know the the uh, you know the numbers of of you know men and women in in their respective sports kind of sort of it's more like it's more I would say a money accounting housekeeping thing gotcha. Um, when you're a club sport, you don't get a lot of perks. You travel to tournaments primarily by van or by bus. Not um, not the comfortable way. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not great. I wouldn't say it's great. I mean, um, but it's not bad. Um, but the, let's say the difference is this: when you were mid '90s at Nebraska for club sports, both both men and women. Um, tournaments you normally went to by van unless it was nationals and you went by plane um, you stayed at the Motel 6 or whatever the best you know. western best western yeah um, now the women now the women's team chart, you know they get charter flights anywhere they go um, there's only usually eight or nine nine of them 
um, going at a time. Sure. You know, um, bus everywhere, um, NCA money, spending money on hotels, on, you know, um, hotels, food, such like that. So um, it's not – it, it kind of seems because the men now kind of have to, you know, get the table scraps and such. And they've done okay. They're not the level they were when the touring pros like Machuga and Mike Shady and um, Paul Fleming and all those guys were there. But I, I mean, they're tolerable now. They're not. They're not great. They're probably never going to be great unless something somebody really takes it under their sleeve and says, "Hey, I'm going to do um, um, take over it." So, so I I get it, and I. I kind of, I kind of dig the programs. I kind of wish the program was a little better. Um, just more of a selfish thing. And I am happy for the women because you know, Bill's, get, you know, Coach Straub's getting the recognition he deserves. You know, that New York Times article was actually really probably some of the best stuff you'll read ever on that. Um, that being said, you know, you kind of, I kind of wish the men, I kind of wish it was more styled like Wichita State. Like it used to be, um, the big guys, the Indianas, the Wichita State, the Vincennes, the um, the Kansases. You know, it, did that's you just say Vincennes? Yeah, Vincennes. Been there too. That's a. It used to be. It's still actually a pretty decent school. I mean, now it's a community college. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah. All they, right. There's there's your bowling part for the day. So. Well, uh, in. In the time that you uh, explained that, and and we I mean, obviously appreciate it because it, it's fun hearing the history. And I know uh, the Big Red Cobcast boys had uh, – ah, I'm, I'm, oh, crap. I'm, did they have the, the bowling coach on at one point? I don't think they had Straub on ever. And, and to be fair – They had they had like a cross-country or tennis or golf or yeah. something coach on. What I'll, what I'll say about Straub is this. If his daughter wasn't on the team now, um, he probably would have retired by now, and Paul Klempa would have been your coach. Um, the year that he – I mean, he tore his aorta. He, sh- he should have probably died in the East Union. <clears throat> Fortunately, he didn't. They saved him. That's um, of him. I think – what 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 is keeping him there? His daughter's still there. His daughter was a really good volleyball player out of out of Pius, and in the the long story short, one that was they were going to retire and watch her play volleyball while she ruptured her Achilles, and you know she she wasn't a she's not a bad bowler. I don't know if she's as great as I would think she is, uh, and that's not to be mean. I'm just saying for the talent that he's taken and gotten Nebraska, I don't know where she meshes in that, but she's done pretty good for him this week during in Baton Rouge. So I think when Megan's done and she's got two years, um, I think when Megan's done, he's definitely going to probably say, you know, I'm good. You know, here, here you go, Paul. And, and technically I'll argue this. He's probably one of the, he's probably the most successful coach Nebraska has right now with, and I'll, Put along the John Cook. I put along the lines of Gary Pepin. Um, you know, for what for for what he's had to go through and what he's also had to deal with, you know, personally and sure. you know the way, the way he kept the way he kept that. I remember, he wasn't getting paid much when they were as club sport. No, I no, absolutely not. You know, he he uh, he he really digs. He really likes what he's doing. Um, yeah, and, and part of it is, you know, I think what helps is, you know, he's he stayed local to Lincoln for so long. It's not like it's a traveling thing, you know. He also you, you stay you stay local to Lincoln. He remember he was on tour before he went out. Famously, Bill's famous uh, pipe on tour, and this is interesting. If you ever Google Mark Roth, you know, the first time they ever made the 710 split on TV, Mark Roth did it in the late 70s. Straw was his opponent <laughs> on that match, which is actually kind of funny. So, um, 
So there you go. So, all right. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, um, in in that time, uh, we have a final in the Nebraska ball game. Uh, yeah, whatever. Damn it. Well, we get, we got to at least mention it. Yeah. Uh, ten innings. They they go they go to a spare frame, uh, and uh, Nebraska falls by a run. Uh, the line is the Iowa Hawkeyes seven uh, runs on thirteen hits, two errors committed. Huskers had six runs on ten hits with one fielding miscue. Uh, and, I, and I'll I'll blame Ted Silva on this game because he kept in a Jay Cohen, a, a not great Jay Cohen. So you probably won anything too late, and that kind of that kind of killed it. So, so they, they'll have an opportunity to bounce back tomorrow um, or today. Uh, also. Um, the Nebraska, uh, women's gymnasts are in, uh, kind of my neck of the woods, St. Charles, Missouri, Chaffetz Arena. I know they had, uh, the nationals, uh, or beginning this weekend for the, the national, um, championships for gymnastics. So best of luck to, uh, the, the gymnasts there. Um, that's a, that is a tough sport to get into. You know, because that's yeah. like, that, that's one of those, um, you know, you make that decision at like seven or eight, be like, all right, I'm going to dedicate myself to gymnastics and I'm not going to have any fun ever. It's expensive too. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I got a friend who she, uh, her daughter, she lives in Lincoln. She went to high school with, with me and her, uh, her daughter did gymnastics down there in cheerleading, you know, like not like the, uh, not like, well, like regular cheerleading too, but also the, like the competitive cheer. Like the uber competitive, bring it right. on stuff, you know. The stuff that they have, uh, like on on television when you're yeah. really bored, really, <laughs> really, really bored. And and that shit is ex- not cheap. Oh man, because they travel like every weekend, you know. I wouldn't say every. I wouldn't say every weekend, but close. All right, well, close. And when they, and when they go, they go to like big places. They go to Chicago. I know they're going to their little national thing is not next weekend, but the weekend after and. Uh, Walt Disney World. So I mean, at least they they're going and, to and, fun spots, I guess. And a couple and a couple of teams get their spot paid for, but you got to like spend some can't, you know. Yeah, I think uh, scratch on it. I think the movie Bring It On really showcased all that. Yeah, punching tickets. All right, uh, so before we get to the spring game, let's talk about another departure for the Nebraska men's basketball team. We learned about this week, although it seems like it's been a lot longer. It was earlier this week. Uh, Mr. Jacobson is heading elsewhere. I yeah, well, I mean, we had to mention it, you know. I mean, I mean, I, the part, the thing that bugs me is about this. It's two cases with Morrow and him that it seems like. The uh, um, they want to play a position that Tim Miles doesn't want him to play. You know, mm-hmm. and and both of them kind of resemble, you know, backing up, um, Jordy. Which man, I hope that doesn't mean if they hate Jordy. I hope they don't, but. You know, it, you know, it, and I can kind of see Morrow being that guy, but I can't see Jordan Jacobson being that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. it's. I mean, I mean, he's just not. Jacobson is a little better shooter. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't want to get dirty, but you know, there's getting dirty, and then there's you know. Being the backup to get your butt kicked inside every night in the Big Ten, right? You know, that's fair. You know, it, it, I guess the problem I have is, you know, and and this is what I said early about it when it happened. I said, you know, every time we've had something like this, the two things Tim Miles says is, "Oh, I'm just trying to make Nebraska a winner," which I get. He's got to say that, so I, I just I just get meh when somebody says that time and time and time again. Okay. But the other thing I hear is, well, th- we're pretty sure this is the last one. Yeah. Well, 
you kind of said that three times, and three times you really really mean it. So not really meant it, but it, that's not how it happened. So can you not say it? You know. Well, we know we we learned uh, the tail end of this week, Friday, where Mister Fuller is going to end up. Is he's going to go up north? Yeah. He's uh, going to South Dakota to join Craig Smith, which is kind of ironic, considering that ever since Craig Smith has left Lincoln, seems like. Uh, Seems like Tim's had an issue, you know. And he just went because he got an opportunity to be a head coach, right? I mean, there was not like a. I think so. I, th- yeah. I think you're right on that. Well, let's let's get to the the real meat and potatoes of things here, and let's talk a little football, shall we? Spring game. Spring game. Rooting. Uh, first of all, all, the stars. The the future stars, yeah, the hopefuls. Uh, yeah, buddy. Kickoff. However, is that one it. is that one p.m. and we'll be able to watch a tape delay at about four, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And to be honest, I'm gonna to be blunt with you all. If you didn't know this, we're gonna cover we're gonna cover it as it happens live. <gasps> uh, what? Well, see, kind of. There's an issue when it comes to this. Um, on one hand, if you cover it live, oh, you're ruining it for me. Blah, 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 blah. But if you don't, then you're going to get scooped by everybody. And then if you don't, say, well, that already happened. You guys are just behind. You guys right. are just slackers. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, there's no perfect way to do this. That sounds like Monty and Gearing. Is that Monty and Gearing talking? Well, you guys are behind the the, the times. We already knew all that. Yeah. <laughs> Monty and Gearing, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. Monty and Gearing, you should call in so I can make that voice right in front of him because I'll do it too. I don't, I don't even know if there is a Monty and Gearing. Truth be told, but I know that yeah. there's a yeah, whatever. You're, we'll tell the crowd this. You know, there was a time, and I would say this like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And Greg knows about this. I was going to do a live post game call in show on yeah. the site. Yep, I remember that. And um, everybody kind of looked at me and said, "You know, you're kind of you're kind of dumb for this." I don't think so. I I think, I mean, we didn't have the real the the technical capabilities to get it done and and have it be what well, we wanted it to we, be. But we, we kind of sort of did. I mean, Block Talk Radio, which is actually a really good service. Um, that being said, man, if we. If I had been, you know, doing that like the day after the Iowa game, yeah. Oh my God, we'd all been fired. Oh my God, yeah. And I wouldn't have been fired. I just probably would have needed gauze for my ears. <laughs> uh, I wish they could see some of the comments we get. That's something I should do this summer. Post all the silly. We should. We should. We should have. Uh, you know where they read off the episode of. Reading tweets that are mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kimmel, that right? That, that's Kimmel, right? We should, yeah, I think so. Everybody does now. Right. Kimmel's the original one, but I think um, everybody does now. I think we should do comments that are mean. I, you know what? I don't know if I could read those in good, good conscience. Oh, I could. I could. I know you could. <laughs> Smooth like Daniel's whiskey. Yeah. Um, Nebraska so, got a commitment last night. <gasps> which one are you talking about? Talking to, there was only one last night, sir. Okay, because I, I well, okay, I forget. As we are explaining this and, and airing this, it's Saturday morning, but we're recording it Friday night. So I'm like, uh, we, we got uh, we, we got a commitment last night on Thursday. No, uh, yeah, because I was going to bring it up, but since you you beat me to it, tell me, tell us about Bookie. Bookie, he's. He's one of the best corners in a, all the land. He's just really good. And of course, you know, this is what we deal with. You're one of the first guys that comments on the site says, sweet, he's good. Now we need 20 more of those guys to beat Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. And my comment is, you know, can we enjoy this for 10 fucking minutes? No, we can't. We can't have nice things because we want all the nice things. And then one of the guys on our Facebook page, you shall visit us at Coronation, Coronation's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash SBN Coronation. 
Um, first one, he says, I'm glad he committed. That just means there's more time for him to eventually decommit. Come on, listeners, Facebook go- goers. Let's let's have a little positivity. Let's. There's a young man who just made a decision to go from what appears to be sunny Southern California to Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's not crap on him in the first, you know, five minutes that that his decision's been announced. It, it, that, that, I mean, <sighs> there's no there's no need to be that there, there's no need to be that cynical. That we're we're a long time away from meaningful football. There's no need to be that cynical. We read the comments. See what happened. Yeah. <laughs> See, Ooh, makes boy. me sad. But Bookie, let's talk about Bookie, okay? Yeah. He told told uh, rivals that he was committed since the spring game last year. Interesting. Okay. And I actually believe that. I really kind of sort of believe that. Now, where where is where is Bookie from? I know he's he, he's, he's, he's Calabasas kid. Okay, okay. Calabasas kid. Right. He will be uh, playing the summer. He he went across the country this summer. So he's going to be playing at IMG Academy, which is in Florida. Hmm. How does that work exactly? I mean, I guess they don't care if you have enough money uh, or potential. Um, but, I mean, I imagine just like, yeah, I'm going to go coast to coast to play football. I mean, I guess if you move well, like everything else. There's a couple kids from Southeast that did it. Um, the one kid, uh, the one uh, Brock Bando did it. Okay. You don't have to be great. I mean, they're mid-level, the pretty high-end star guys, but um, there's a lot of dissertation about that. Um, part of it is, you know, it's an all-star team, and it kind of is. Um, you're there more for football than you are for high school. Um, your your high school's got to be kind of – your schooling's got to be kind of in, in, in tow. Um, not saying that everybody – um, graduates in, in it's like a four zero there, but because Nebraska had that actually that situation actually happened to him where uh, who was it the kid oh Jerkovic Merkel Jerkovic he he was committed to Nebraska he uncommitted with the day at the day after Bopelini got fired he was at IMG Academy he went to Ohio State signed with Ohio State but they did, he got kind of pushed out because of grades. To uh, to uh, son with Georgia, if I remember right, um, and uh, I mean you're pretty good. You're going to be good, you know. Um, so he's there. He's the top forty player in America. He's the seventh best player, the seventh best corner in this class. Which I kind of don't disagree with that statement. That I think is a little bit of a better corner. No, he's the fifth best corner in this class um, on the composite. Twenty four sevens kind of got him bumped down a little bit. I don't agree with it. Technically, right now he's the seventh best player in the state of Florida, um, which is probably actually pretty believable. A litany of offers, and I mean a litany of offers. He had thirty six total offers. Um, we'll be playing the U.S. Army All American Bowl in San Antonio there last year. Uh, their last, their their final year. Army's not sponsoring them anymore after the shirt San Antonio. So, hmm. um, if you ever get bored, Google his seven on se- Google their seven on seven videos. Um, this dude is absolutely ferocious. Okay, um, loves to hang in the air. Loves to make interceptions with that. Um, kind of in the same mold. I wouldn't say the same mold as Darnay. I think he's at. I think Bookie's actually a little more aggressive than Darnay is. Um, but same coach, same philosophy, same scheme, and everything like that. So nice Jeep Wrangler, by the way. His Jeep Wrangler in his video. Yeah, sure. I, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Watch, watch the commitment video. Go find this piece and watch the commitment video because it will be on the post. Everybody, everybody, everybody bitches and moans about commitment videos, and, and 
you know, they're, they're they're for kids, and it's their moment, and I let them go, you know. But this one is really kind of touching. I wouldn't say sincere. I would say mature. Probably is a better word. It's not. It, it's it as I looked at it. I looked at it. You know, less because I remember seeing the Darnay one right on. You know, like the day before signing day or the day of signing day, something like that. And it was so much about himself. And I'm not, you know, disparaging like like you said, Brian. It's it's their it's their moment to get get a little bit of the shine on them. Um, but this one seems, you know, it, it, it's it's really tough to. Uh, describe, but I'm, I'm gonna say, like you, you said sincere. I said touching. Um, you know, mature. You also said so. It's it's perhaps a different take on the you know high schools kids commitment video. Um, it'll be on coordination on this post. It'll be on jitterymonkey.com on this post. So you'll be able to see it both of both of those spots. Um, so looking forward to him. and and yeah you know like some of the people who who comment you know the the naysayers and whatnot um, he he might change his mind or you know worse you know in his senior year there may be an injury or something like that that might knock him out of you know you know knock on wood I don't want anything bad to happen to the kid I don't want anything bad to happen why you got to be that guy dude I knocked on wood it's cool. God damn! What the hell's your problem? I knocked on wood, man. We cool. Um, but I, I you know, uh, wish him, you know, obviously uh, healthy uh, senior year, and and he's going to be. He is in Lincoln for for the spring game today, is he not? He's he was there for practice Thursday. Okay, so he so he's on board. He's with two. He's with, he went to practice with Joshua Moore, who is joining him. Um, who is uh, a nice little wide receiver, um, pretty highly um, ranked, and Manuel Allen, who probably is Nebraska's next verbal four-star wide receiver out of Corona, California. He probably commits today. Let me ask it, a stupid question. You want Your name is Greg. <laughs> this is true. Um, you don't you don't pee at a championship level. Tom Herman says, uh, Book, "Bookie is, you know, as you said, he was there on Thursday and at practice. The, these kids, they're not able to like throw on a pair of shorts and no, do no, anything no, no, no. participatory. No. I didn't think so. Negative. Which again, I I assume so, but I, I like to double check things. I hate I hate assuming. You know what they say about assuming? <laughs> some sorts the mother of all fuck ups. That's not quite what what I hear." Heard they said about it. Uh, yeah, well, so, <laughs> uh, so, so, so with the spring game today, what are you looking for the most? Kind of interesting to me. I, I think of this as a sift ha- six half dozen built in bitch fest in a way. Okay. In, in one in one way, I'm looking for the defense. I want kind of to see what the defense can do in a base situation. I don't think the defense is going to be doing anything big, huge. You know, no super duper blitzes, no tricked out stuff. Um, but I also kind of see, you know, there's this big fawning and foaming about the offensive line, you know, where it's come from. It's come from a couple writers and you kind of ask yourself, why are people concerned about the offensive line? Well, it's just the offensive line. They were bad in both losses last year. Okay. And now, well, you know, nobody knows. Well, okay. So if the offensive line does bad today, is it because the, the defense is good or the offensive line stinks. Consequently, if the offensive line has a great day, is it because it, there's the no pressure line or? is goobered up or what, you know, that that's always the one thing that I, I always found was, you know, difficult to assess in when you're playing against each other, because if, you know, if the, if the spring game ends, you know, 70 to 10, you know, are 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 those t- are those players that good, or are the other ones that bad, or is it a combination of both? And again, I don't even know how they scored the spring game. Now, so. now they're going to score it normal, like a normal freaking human football game. Okay. Thank God. Um, two things I would want. Two things I kind of want to see. Actually, make that three, 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 three. 
as I think about it. Number one, I want to see the wide receiver rotation. Okay. Um, Nebraska's thin at wide receiver right now. Uh, they get a couple guys, you know, this fall. Tryjohn, I think, but because of injury and such like that, they are thin mints at wide receiver. Okay. Number two, I want to see. I want to see who's coming out of the. I want to see who's coming out of the, the uh, running back thing. I want to see how good Wilbon is, because remember last year, you know, <clears throat> Wilbon would play, but then you wouldn't see much of anything about him. That's you know? about right. Um, and then number three, I kind of want to see how that back seven works. Back eight, I would guess you call it back eight now. <clears throat> I want to see how the linebackers in second. I want to see. I want to see Lamar at um, corner, number one corner. I want to see what Kalu's going to do at safety. So, and I think it's a, I want to see how they how they mesh, and how they're getting along with each other. Because, um, granted, wide receivers are not really healthy, and who the hell knows where we're going to get a tight end? But you're going to be looking for two quarterbacks going to want to go 70 percent tomorrow. Three quarterbacks want to go 65, 70% tomorrow. And it'll be interesting to see how that comes along. You know, can that secondary play pretty well? Or, you know, are they going to, are they going to kind of get their butt handed to them by two guys? Not so much checking down, but using the whole field, which is something that we're not used to really seeing with Nebraska's offense. So. I'm I'm just excited to, you know, after hearing about the practices for the last month or so, uh, to just be able to see what kind of progress has been made across the board. You know, essentially what you said, I just dumbed it down for people at my level. Um, you know what's always funny about these games, though? They don't tell you ever a whole lot because everything's so milk toast. Well, it's like, a, it's like an infomercial. Think about it. You know? It's kind of like an infomercial. Um, you get like the bare bones, but you got to find out more about what's going on later. You know, sure. So, um, but also, everybody gets so pumped up about this game, and then all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Well, that's it." You know, do like you the first think half that goes their by, anticipation is ill-placed? the anticipation's way bigger at this game, way bigger. Now, in all fairness, though, I mean. It it's a I would say that it's it's less for the fans and less for the current players, but when you think about the fact that there's probably gonna be upwards of sixty thousand people there tomorrow. They already sold seventy thousand tickets, so there'll be more than that, boss. Okay. Let me rephrase. When you think about the fact that there are gonna be seventy thousand or more people there for for this game, uh for a spring game, a glorified scrimmage, and you're they're bringing What'd you say? Thirty-five, forty kids in on their own dime. On their own dime to watch that on Easter weekend. Exactly. I mean, that to me is. I mean, this is less about the current team and the fans. This is a recruiting tool. Well, that's why come next year you're going to be able to take an official visit starting in April. But here's the problem with that: if you can take an official visit in April, which is Counts cool, against you, but. You can't really take that official visit all of a sudden in October, right? Yeah, you only you're still going to get the same amount of visits. You you can just take one earlier if you want. Yeah, that's in my interpretation of the rule. It is that's that's correct. I I, I I don't know if it's I don't know if it's it's not bad for Nebraska. They can take that visit. That's fine. What Nebraska's going to have to do then is going to have to get kids that you know we want to sign. Um, Early in those in in there. Can I can I? Uh, you're not going to like this question. Can I play devil's advocate briefly? Sure. As we alluded to, with, with you know comments and things like that on social media or on coordination, uh, there is a potential drawback to having someone commit so early that they might possibly change their mind. Is that right? I mean, how often is it that 
They say, you know what? I'm 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 verbally committed. I've closed the recruiting process. Please don't ever, you know, don't don't contact me. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, I'd imagine. So, you know, uh, top five, top five, no interviews. Right. I mean, like that. I just decommitted no interviews. In other words, this is what I've done for a while. I'm not going to listen to you talk about. Right. So is what it is. Is it better? To, is it better to pick them up early or to be there at the end? Early, early, and, and this will help Nebraska because you know everybody. Nebraska has been on the forefront of getting these kids evaluated, getting kids offers, and everything like that. So what's going to happen is you're not going to have to worry about you know the big worry that everybody's had the last few years with the Riley and these types of classes is you know December. Oh, are they going to get flipped at the last minute? That are not takes mm-hmm. takes away all that. You know these kids want to sign. If you if you're committed in June. And you want to sign a week before Christmas, you're going to be able to do that. Okay. Now, if you're committed since June, July, and all of a sudden, nah, I don't want to sign right away. Yeah, that's <clears throat> your red flag's going up. So, but, there's, they, also, but it, there's also room for kids that, you know. So, this is something that I might have missed or overlooked. So, so, part of this rule change that they're doing, they're also adding an early signing period? Yes, they're adding a early signing period on. on in, De- in mid-December. How did – that takes away half your fun on National Signing Day, doesn't it? It just makes me have two long-ass days, but sure. <laughs> um, I, and I'm down with it because if you, you get kids that aren't going to flip and they're sure and they don't want to have coaches bugging them. Yes, get them signed, you know, by all means. I mean, we can get an early signing day for basketball. We can get an early signing day for baseball or anything like that. Why can't we do it for football? You know what I, I mean? The only re, the only thing that I can think of is because National Signing have, Day has almost become an event by itself. Well, yeah, it is, but at the same time, get this: um, take some of the I want to say bullshit, but take some of the theatrics away. And, and by and large, do you don't remember the class? You know, when you talk about National Signing Day, what do you remember? Do you remember the Who's had the top five recruiting classes? Do you remember, you know, who was number one, who was what, or do you remember the kids who made the big signing day, you know, hullabaloo? And they can still have that, and that's fine. But I, for Nebraska, are you asking me, or are you just making that more of a rhetorical question? Kind of rhetorical, kind of both. But rhetoricals, yeah. Okay. So, because if uh-huh. if it's a rhetorical question, I'm not going to bother answering. It, it's it's a redundant it's for, it's a redundant question from the department of redundancy department. Um, I like that. I I used to work there. Um, but point of being is this: if you want to sign early, you can. If you want to wait till February, the first Wednesday in February, there no one's going to tell you not to. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to take your visits, you know, if you want to take your visits in the middle of summer when it's easier for mom or dad to go with you, that's fine. No one's gonna no one's complaining about that. I would say that it kind of hurts Nebraska and that the game day experience goes away a little more, and that's fine. But you're still going to have game day visitors. You're still going to hold off on some of these kids that want to go there. But if you've had kids that have showed up a couple times for camps and everything like that, and you want to get them on the campus and you know show them what everything needs to be, then fine. So be it. You know, It's not really hurting nothing. The schools are going to hate it are the, are the Ohio States, the Alabamas, who fight, you know, wanting to flip, you know, have these big targets, and when they miss on some of these targets, and all these schools do, Nebraska not the only damn school who misses targets. You know, they go, well, who? Where can we go after kids? I mean, look, let's look at, um, let's okay, great example from today, Terry Wilson. You know, in Nebraska at an early signing period, maybe Terry Wilson would be a corner school right now. Mm-hmm. And now, what is he? He's an Oregon Duck. That just. Uh, apply for transfer. Team, yeah, because now answer this question. If Terry Wilson signs in Nebraska, you think he's starting next fall? Because two, two, cause a few things happen here. One, Patrick Lee doesn't show up. Tanner Lee doesn't show up, I mean. Tanner Lee, Tanner Lee, Tanner Lee. 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, Who's that Patrick Lee he's talking about? Yeah. Tanner, Tanner O'Brien. Um, <laughs> oh, there's an nice uh, name. <laughs> but, there, but think about this. Mike Riley has been a big deal about, hey, maybe we should look at you know a couple dual threats or add more running things. Terry Wilson, I've seen him my own two eyes in front of me. He can flat out fly. Okay, and he can throw the ball too. Um, it's just interesting how that all kind of boils down, you know. Sure. And now it's funny as you know, Nebraska doesn't really have a need for him, which is kind of unique kinda situation to be in. It's kind of odd how that works, isn't it? So, <sighs> but we said we we're going to go short. We're forty-five minutes in, and, and one more. Well, yeah, no, we'll just stop there because the. What about the- this? How about this? Yeah, my my question was going to be nonsense. It was not going to be Husker related, and I just decided I'm I'm going to hold on to it and we can. I do, I do have one more question for you though. Oh no! So who's who's the guy? And it happens every year. And I can and I kind of try to go through. It was kind of a story idea. I kind of go through, try to go through and look, but the stats don't really do well. Last you know for a few years, who's the guy this year? That is going to be an absolute stud in the spring game. That is going to be on every milk carton at your elementary school come October. There's always one guy. It's the it's the Kerensky Gillian Award. Ah oh, man, that is a question that I am not prepared to answer. There's always one guy, and I know they don't mean it to happen. I get that. There's always the one guy. This happens too. It's like uh, it's like they got the big push at the right time, and then they they fizzled. You know what's funny they're, about they're back Gillian? on the undercard. You know what's funny about Kresge Gillian? Hmm. He actually got signed by the Green Bay Packers. Well, I know because that, that dude is stupid fast. So, but hey, that's another show. So apparently it is. No, I don't. I don't have an answer for that one. I apologize. I wish I did. I suck at life. You should feel bad. You know what? You know why I suck at life today? What'd you do? I forgot to eat lunch at work for the three showing time. I, I wouldn't advise doing that, Bri. Because well, you get busy and you're like, oh, sh-. all of a sudden your stomach is being ripped up from the, you know, being turned inside out, and you're like, hey, guess what? You know. And then I went to dinner. I said, you know, I, I want a decent dinner. So you know where I went for dinner? Oh, tell me where. Tell me where. I went to Panera Bread. Nothing wrong with Panera Bread. Yeah. And I go, I hey, can I get a pick two? Yeah, what would you like? I'd like mac and cheese. I'd like a little panini fresh steak sandwich, right? Yeah, I'm on board. And what would you like to drink? And what, and what would you like to drink? A large Mountain Dew. Okay. And and I'll tell you the total. They're like, oh, please pull forward. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, it's not that much. And I pull up to the... Pull to the pull to the drive window and it says your total is this and it was blank and I'm like okay okay I look over I get my card out of my um, wallet and I look back and the total is up there and it's sixteen dollars yeehaw and I'm thinking to myself what in the name of God did I just order what did you order Bry I, I ordered a cup of freaking mac and cheese a half a sandwich which came with a baguette I guess. And a 32 ounce Mountain Dew. So I look at the ticket. I'm like, what the hell? Sandwich is five forty nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, five seventy nine. The rack of cheese was five dollars. Damn. Oh, they had the meal deal. The baguette was a dollar. Yes. And I'm like, wow, I paid a dollar for a loaf of torn bread. Cool. But you loved every minute of it. And I and I the Mountain Dew was large two forty nine. I'm like, well, this is not cheap, Bob. You wanna you wanna feel real silly? I hate money, but it, it was good. I just hate money. What's that? I uh, I paid a dollar fifty today for a cheese sandwich. That's not bad. That's okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's just because I ran out of time as far as making my own cheese sandwich at the house to take with me to work. And you know what somebody brought to work the other day? What? Pimento cheese sandwiches. That does not sound appealing. 
It's it's a southern thing. It's not bad. I mean, if you go to the Masters, you can eat a bucket of it. Yeah, but who wants to go to the Masters? I do. I would. I would love to go to the Masters. I actually uh, have a coworker who typically goes to the Masters, but didn't this year. Um, uh-huh. He says that like you you can only go like one or two days. You you can't just you know camp out there all. I mean, at least maybe maybe those are the passes that he was willing to pay for. I don't know. Yeah, I, I had a friend who went to uh, Monday, and he got to walk the back nine and eat a bunch of food and cheap food and cheap drinks. I mean, it, um, could, it could be fun. He, it, it, he said, he goes, man, the elevation change is insane. I go, insane? He goes, you you, you have no idea how on TV. He goes, maybe see it off number 10 and 11, but the elevation change is incredible. So you can see some of his – I looked at some of his pictures, and yeah, it's like – Walking up one, like he he walked down lane lane one. Wow, lane one. <laughs> he walked he walked down the first fairway, and uh, yeah, it's you go you're going down a couple stories, and there's some low points in that place. So I'd like to go just because I want to see you know it's one of those, it's kind of like Mount Rushmore. You go to see it, be like okay, you've seen it, cool. You know, I mean, you got to think there's people there that live in Augusta that go there every year, and just like ah eh, again. You're like, dude, I go one time. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Even, I don't even want to play the course. I just want to go, although playing the course would be great. Well, there's a woman that played in the – the they have a media lottery um, after the tournament. Mm-hmm. She shot a 170. That's not bad. I mean, when I went and if played I saw, golf – If I saw it right, it was 170. When I went and played golf uh, a couple weeks back, I shot a 50. And what was your tenth hole? Uh, no, I, I only played nine. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not so. great, but I like to get out there. She, she goes, "Oh, I hit the ball great." And she wrote, "I wrote, I hit the ball great. I just couldn't putt with a snot because the greens are kind of deaf." I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, I can see that." So, all right. Well, that's it. All right, fine. Your final thought? Uh, go big red. My final thought: There's going to be at least one more commitment this weekend, maybe two. I, I doubt I, I doubt to probably at least one, and then we'll see probably something through the week. So if we get three over the weekend, will you crap your pants? I already did today. So nice. All right, that's that. That's our go home key right there, folks. Uh, this has been episode thirty one of the Five Heart Podcast. I just hope that between the time that that incident occurred and now, Brian actually changed his shorts. But if not, hey. I'm in Illinois, and he's in Texas, and I don't have to smell it. So uh, I'm Greg Mahachko. He's Brian Toll. Uh, as always, reminding you that five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. Should be a good weekend. Yeah. There again, Monty from Gearing. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 